Welcome to Treasure House of God broadcast, Abeokuta, Nigeria. This is the World School program with the theme, Exploit in Greatness. The topic we'll be looking at this morning, Lesson to a Defiant Generation. Shall we bow our heads for prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you teach us your word, open our hearts, open our mind, cause us to never remain the same after this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are welcome again to today's Word School. And we trust the Lord that it will not leave you the same way. Now, the lesson again is lesson to a defiant generation. It's important to individuals. It's important to families. Before we go further, let's read our text for today in order for us to get into the message today. Proverbs chapter 30 from verse 1 to verse 9. The words of Agur, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spake unto Itel, even unto Itel and Yukal. Surely I am more brutish than any man, and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his feast? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If thou can tell. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and take the name of God in vain. Praise the Lord. Now the memory verse for the word school is Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. You may ask, this topic we are talking about, lesson to a different age, how does it apply to me as an individual? It applies because for every old man or for every person that is old today, the person was once a young adult. For someone that is a young adult today, once upon a time, the person was a child, an adolescent, or a baby. So as long as we grow from cradle to grave, there are certain things we pick along the line that might define a person as being defiant to God's instruction or in alignment with God's instruction. Being defiant to God's counsel 
on any issue is the recipe for frustration and failure. Why are many people frustrated? Why are many young adults frustrated? Why are they failing in major things? It's simply because they have left the word of God. They have chosen their own paths. They desire their own wisdom that tends to nothing. At adolescent stage, mostly, up to full-time maturity of the youth, there is a tendency for young people, if not properly cultured from home, if not properly mentored, to revolt against rules and regulations. What does it mean to be defiant? It means to be disobedient, resistant, or to be uncooperative. Not cooperating with parents, not cooperating with leaders, not cooperating with elders, doing your own thing, believing that you have known so much that you can lead your own life. Isn't that the reason many young people today are lost and stranded? Isn't that the reason many old men or women today are regretting how they lived their life up to this moment? You may ask me, what does the scripture say about people that are different? Which scripture, which passage of the Bible relates to this? In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 3, it says, New Living Translation, you should know this, Timothy. Timothy here was a young bishop. So being young is not a crime. Being young is not bad. As long as being young drives you to God, does not pitch you against the laws and the wills of God. Timothy was an example. He's young, a bishop, and in alignment with God and his word. So this is a cancer that we are learning from the man Timothy written to him by his spiritual father. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Verse 3. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. To be different, you oppose what is good. You oppose the word of God. You choose your own way. But most times it leads to destruction. The Bible says there is a way that seems right. But the end leads to destruction. Are you young today? Are you disobedient at all? This teaching is for you. Are you struggling? You don't like what you do, even after you've done them. Listen to what God is telling you today. And I trust the Lord together, through faith, through prayer, you will be transformed in Jesus' name. The Bible told us in the book of Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Maybe you tell me now that I'm already an adult. I'm aged. How can this scripture work for me? You can recreate your identity through God. 
You can cry to God. You can go back to God. We have examples in the scripture. Moses began afresh with God at the age of 80. So if you are not privileged to have parents, stick with God's word. And through the teaching of the Holy Spirit, your life will come out just right. But if you are young, you are at home. You have parents that are mentoring and guiding you. Stick to instruction. Stick to the word. There are three vital things I want to look at as we train up children, as adolescents are being trained, as children are being trained, as leaders and elders and aged people are recreating their identity through God. Moving from the side of people who are defiant to God to those who are in alignment to God and his word. The first point we want to look at is humility. The second point we'll look at is upholding the sanctity of the word of God. And the third point we'll be considering is beware of greed. Putting all together, you will discover that you will go far with God if you align yourself by the principles of the teaching. And that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Humility, point one. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verse 12. The Bible says there, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Number one thing you need to begin to do that guarantees greatness in life, that positions you and aligns you on the side of those who aligns with God's word and his instruction is humility. Humble yourself. There is a place of exaltation for every man who humbles himself. There is a place of humiliation and demotion for anyone who exalts himself. Examples abound in scripture. Example abound in our day today. There was a man in the scripture, a very wise man, that we read from our text today in the book of Proverbs chapter 30. In his communication and communion with God, he was taking himself back to a position where he's reminding himself that I don't amount to much without God. I don't amount to anything special apart from God. So I need God so much in order to become who I want to be. That's a form of humility that is acceptable in the eyes of God. In the book of Proverbs chapter 30 from verse 2 to verse 3, King James Version, he says, surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. It's not that is this bad? But he puts himself in a position that he can humble himself to receive instruction from God. Praise ye the Lord. Still on humility, it's important. Without humility, you cannot seek God. You cannot wait on him. When there are options to do things, to practice things that is against the will and counsel of God. Psalm 10, from verse 4 to verse 7. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. He had said in his heart, I shall not be moved. For I shall never be in adversity. 
His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. One major characteristic of people who are different in their age, in their era, in their generation is lack of humility, pride. So in order to align with God, in order to be an exception in your own time, in your own season, is to align your life, your expectation with God. And it takes humility to come under the word, to submit yourself to the word of God, to submit yourself to the instruction of God. It takes humility. And I pray for you this day that may you receive grace for such humility in the name of Jesus. The second point we want to consider after humility is upholding the sanctity of the word of God. You may ask me, what do I mean by having to uphold the sanctity of God's word? It's simple. There are three types of word in this world today. Three types of word in this world today. Number one, God's word. Number two, man's word. And number three, the word of the devil. Whoever you align with determines how far and how high you will go in life. God's word can be found from the written pages of the Bible. Man's word, you can find tons and tons of them on the pages of the news, on the social media, and on and on. And the devil's word, you can find it anywhere, in your thoughts, through the things you give your attention to. But you should realize, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 28, for those who chose not to focus on God's word, not to align themselves to God's word, not to feed from God's word, that he has given them up to a reprobate mind, to do what is not even convenient. So for you today, uphold the sanctity of God's word, uphold the integrity of God's word, uphold what God said, even if it goes against what society is saying. Civilizations come and they go. Seasons come and go. Times come and go, but the word of God abides forever. The book of Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 says, GNT, God keeps every promise he makes. It's like a shield for all who seek his protection. So you can have rest in the fact that God is too righteous, is too holy. He has enough integrity in himself to stick by his word. A man is not better than his word. You can trust God because the Bible says so, that he keeps his promises. How do I know? The Bible says in the book of Psalm 119 verse 89 that forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. You may say settled in heaven when I get to heaven. No, it's settled from here. When you begin to taste of the word, you begin to live by the word right now, right here in this generation, the word will build your life up until, until you get to eternity. You would even partake of what we call of the powers of the age to come. And no man has the right to add to the word of God because there is judgment awaiting such men in Revelation chapter 22 verse 18. Beware of greed. That's the third point I want to talk about. We've looked at humility. Humble yourself when others are proud. 
is the style of the generation. Don't partake. Uphold the sanctity of God's word. When others are adding to his word, stick to his word. And beware of greed. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 6. The Bible says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. GNT says, well, religion does makes us very rich if we are satisfied with what we have. Contentment is important. Ask those who have so much, they still desire for more. Ask those who are godless, they take joy in just accumulating. Is it bad in itself? It's not bad. We will discover in the end at the conclusion of the teaching. God wants you blessed. God wants you rich. God wants you prosperous. But your greed, he does not subscribe to. Luke chapter 12 verse 15. It says that, I'm reading message translation. Speaking to the people, he went on. Take care. Protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have. Even when you have a lot. I take that again. Your life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. In conclusion, aligning with God is important by humbling yourself, upholding the sanctity of the word, and being weary of greed. There is a story of a great man. He had so much what life could ask for. But when he passed on, you realize that he only went with what he could be given. When he was being buried, it was what he was buried with. That was what he departed with. Every other thing he had in the whole world remained there. What you are chasing today, you will live tomorrow. God wants you to have them. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing will be added. He wants you blessed. The book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 4, says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Even when life sees on this side of eternity, because you are in alignment with God, you are not part of those who oppose the word of God, refuse to be humble, and are always greedy. Because you are aligned with God, even by that, when you are no more on this side of eternity, you will still have what we call life. No matter what you struggle for as a young person today, remember you will live it one day. But what is important as you are with God, there is life for you at the end of the journey. My prayer for you and for every family listening right now, that the mighty grace from above, that grace from above, to be different in your generation, to align with God in all you do and become a testimony in your time. Receive in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Until next time we meet. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. Before we close, we want to invite you to make the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of your life if you are not yet born again. If you want to make that decision today, I want you to say this simple prayer. Pray with me. Say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you today as a sinner with the nature of Adam I am by nature a sinful man, not by action. 
I want a new nature. The nature of Jesus Christ by which I'll be able to function and have oral success. To that extent, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. From today, I receive the Spirit of Christ into my spirit to rule my life so that I can function as a good husband, as a good son to my parents, as a good wife, as a good daughter to my parents, and as a good parent to my children. Thank you, Father, for this privilege. In Jesus Christ's name, I have prayed. Amen. With that prayer, you have come into the family of God. You are welcome into the family of God. I counsel you to locate a good living church with the word of God to attend, whereby you grow therefrom. Thank you, and God bless. There is no place Thank you for staying tuned. Hope to see you in our next service. God bless you. We treasure you powerfully. Powerful.